That's the reason it was called the Mandela Effect. Wow. They named it after Nelson Mandela. The people thought he died in the, like the 1980s. How, how many people are we talking? I, I At least know. four. I okay. think it was four. If it's, four or more. It was one, it was one household. <laughs> uh, hundreds of thousands. Dang. Yeah. How does that start? I mean, it would be easy. Well, Lincoln Park to... told me, it starts with one dude. He did not die. <laughs> <laughs> When's that theme music going to start? <laughs> Hey everybody, I am Dane Holland. Marcus Whitaker. Austin Shazam Pfeiffer. And this is Nerd It Through the Grapevine, a podcast where four, three today, best friends gather and talk about our favorite pieces of past, present, and future nerd culture. The rooster's not here. R.I.P. Uh, we kicked him out. R.I.P. Until next week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, he couldn't make it, but um, we're going to use a, uh, a stand-in rooster today that's just all three of us just talking about things instead of him. I hate his ideas and his opinions to begin with anyway. I honestly don't know his real name. He's not going to listen to So what, to what are we either. doing to replace the rooster? Are we naming we'll wrestling? We're naming wrestling moves, right? Because that sounds like something the rooster would do. <laughs> How do you execute this move and I, what's it called? <laughs> If we name them, they'll come into existence. So I'd rather not Beetlejuice some uh, weird wrestling moves that the rooster is actually probably practicing right now as we speak. That's probably why he couldn't be here. He's like, sorry, guys, I'm a little busy tonight. I'm uh, creating new wrestling moves on myself. The the hair on the back of his neck is standing up. He's like, inspiration? Where did this come from? It strikes. Uh, I, don't, I don't know who. Uh, you go. You go first. So my topic is over something that's a little bit odd. Uh, Who would have thought? Well, the thing about it is we like to talk about nerd stuff. And I I consider a lot of sports stuff that people remember revolving around sports and different things like that. That can be nerdy as well. You can be a sports nerd. Be a stats guy. Stats guys are nerdier than any of us combined. There's a lot of sports nerds out there. And uh, one of the things that kind of got me was like, there's a lot of people that don't remember this. And it's real men of genius. And when the, most people that I've talked to about it, you know, just kind of question them and everything about it. They're like, well, what, what, I don't, I don't remember what that is. What is it? And then you've got to let them know the jingle. And it's like a flood goes into their brain of remembering these stupid real men of genius commercials. And then the light bulb goes off. I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember the guy. The guy uh, was it one guy? Yeah. And oh wait, the guy singing? No, I know, I know the guy singing was one guy, but I mean, in the commercials, was it just one guy? In the commercials, singing there was just one guy, but no, they had different ones all throughout it. Um, <laughs> two hundred to be exact. There were two hundred 
different uh, commercials for that's that? That's why I got so excited when I started <laughs> researching this topic. And because I number thought, 200. And I don't, I, I've not heard all of them because honestly, I just remembered for a short span of time being in the car listening to the radio because that's when we had no other options because you had CD or radio. I mean, there was none of the, there was no Bluetooth, there was no satellite radio, there was commercials. Unless you had, you know, a CD player or something like that. But anyway, um, what's going on here is in <clears throat> in the year of our Lord, 1998. Let me see. I can't find where my notes are. Yeah, can't there we go. I can't read my own notes. I, I wrote this down at the shop in a tiz because I got to reading things. I'm like, I got to write all this down. I got to write every bit of it down. It, <laughs> And you know it's, how pins are. If you don't use them right then and really quickly, it'll never write again. You want to see what the top of this page starts off with? A pen that didn't work. <laughs> so The fury began in the first sentence. No, but Okay, it started in 1998, but it wasn't called Real Men of Genius. It was called Real American Heroes. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. It was, you know, stories of these guys that were real American heroes because they were doing all these same things. But in a global campaign in 2003, they changed it to real men of genius to be more globally relatable. And what was the original name of it? American heroes. Real American heroes. And it's not even as catchy to me because I can't remember it. It just (laughs) makes me think of wrestling. Uh, I am a real. Never mind. Oh, we've been there. Um, have we? Oh. <laughs> have we? <laughs> Episode so, zero, zero, zero. Um, but anyway, the radio spots were sang by a very recognizable voice, and I and I've known this for a minute, but it's just one of those stupid things that I know. But uh, the the guy's name is David Bickler. You might not remember the name David Bickler from anything. I think he wishes no. his name wasn't that. <laughs> well, what you will remember is a man telling you about the eye of the tiger. Because he was the lead singer of Survivor. There you go. Ah, I thought that was Zeppelin. <laughs> if you think that what? a guy named David Bickler was the lead singer of Led Zeppelin, and then that was what your brain did to it? Just saying. Wow. Wait, so what other songs... Robert Frost was the lead singer of Led Zeppelin. (laughs) Robert Frost. (laughs) It wouldn't be so funny if it wasn't true. Sorry, sorry. Now, now, wait. What other songs does that band have? I mean, I'm very disconnected from good music. No, it's not good music. Pre-2000. It's not good music. It's rocky theme music. Rocky theme music. That's, that's all, it, all they did. That's all it was. They actually had two hits, and the, one of them was lesser than the other, uh, clearly, because you probably only know Eye of the Tiger. But then in Rocky Four, they had one called Burning Heart. With a burning heart, the temperature's rising. It's, no one's ever heard it, but it exists. <laughs> it's All of you that watched the movie, you didn't actually hear that. <laughs> like, you heard it. And then I think, I think shortly thereafter, it was just synthesizers and sewing the Russians using steroids, but Rocky getting tan underneath his beard. <laughs> it happened. It was... Uh, I'm not getting into that. Anyway, <clears throat> uh, over the 200 spots for radio and television um, and being globally relatable, they also included these things, which, in the spirit of the rooster, I've made you a list of my top four. <laughs> 
The man loves lists. He's on many. Starting at number one. <laughs> Mr. Way Too Much Cologne Wearer. Mr. Way Too Much Cologne Wearer. He had a... Uh, like a bullhorn, your cologne announces your every arrival four blocks before you get there. Here it comes now! He <laughs> said, Here a splish, there a splash, everywhere a splish splash. You don't stop until every square inch of manhood is covered. I think that was actually Robert Frost. <laughs> four gallons of cologne and a plan. Pour it on! <laughs> And then you've got, uh, we, which is relatable to us. We've got, we know what this goes to. I'm not going to say names. Uh, Mr. In the Car Nose Picker. Oh, he's out there. Mr. <laughs> in the Car Nose Picker. <laughs> so this, these, are, these are glorifying people poor that ex- choices yes. by men in history. Yes, and this was to advertise Bud Light being a good choice. It's all satirical. It's beautiful. Even even for you, Mr. Rolling Cooler Cooler Roller. Well, it makes much more sense than just picking it up and moving it around. Nothing is a better way to carry 14 ounces of potato salad than a 25-gallon tub with wheels. So, it's, it's, a, they're satirical, it's a satirical take on things guys do that are not brilliant choices. And they're saying our beer is good, which to anyone who enjoys good beer is also a satirical statement about their beer. Is this more meta than I thought it was? Maybe. Is this, um, is it satirical for me to say that I hate Bud Light, but I love good beer? (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I just, I just think there's a deeper meaning behind these commercials than just simply here's dudes being dumb. Well, I mean, you know, you gotta smack them around a little bit, you know, you gotta... Here's to you, Mr. Giant Taco Salad Inventor. Ground beef, refried beans, guacamole, cheese, sour cream, and if there's any room left, a little lettuce. I don't see no lettuce! <laughs> I think you're just using this episode as a uh, as a tape for like any radio stations out there listening that need a new commercial voiceover guy. I don't want to be on the radio. But you're doing it yourself. This isn't the radio. This is the internet. Oh, this is radio. This is on uh, the local AM station. (laughs) I am not aware of this. Yeah. That's where I I broadcast it. But yeah, it's just one of those things, though. It's... Uh, I just thought it was super funny just talking to people. And I mean, you can try it yourself. I mean, if you wanted to check these things out, because you'd be surprised how many you've subliminally been fed just through riding in the car. Uh, they they just they get shoved into your brain. Because you'll go through this list and you'll be like, oh yeah, I remember that one. I remember that one. I remember that one. I remember probably like 40-something of them. But I did not know there were over 200. I don't I got that either. kind of time. Well, for for a commercial or a radio commercial or anything to be truly memorable it's the audio involved with it it's those like hey like the all, all the all the ones the, <laughs> yeah, it's all the ones i can think of all of them and there's too many for me to name one uh the 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 waitress that's going to college that one i know it's subliminal like it's you said there, I, it's there it's there but it's in my head but as uh, soon as you hear the first note of it you're gonna burst out the song is. with you 
and then the the law offices ones. I don't know. If you don't have a good jingle, it's not going to be remembered. Oh, Bart Durham. Oh, that man is so haunting. He's, have you ever seen Bart Durham before? The, the commercials? I've seen his commercials, he, yes is a ghoul i mean he might be a nice guy i met him in real life he is he is intimidatingly tall Uh, i'm six foot two and this guy is hunched in his old age but still like six foot four i'm like okay that's weird enough and then he's had enough plastic surgery to stretch his face to the point it's like and the the eyes are sucking and the and the skin (laughs) is pale and the height is there and the the hunched and it's a ghoul man and every time that i see the commercials it's it's the ghoul man again what about jg wentworth <laughs> eight seven seven cash now we all know it God. Of the i can't ever, believe how y'all ever, just pulling these out of the ether like this have we have you never heard you from, yes i've heard it but it's i've never you knew have, that i did you until have y'all are telling me settlement and you need cash now this is it's in this your is, brain i'm not it's never gonna leave it again <laughs> And when it does, somebody will bring it back. It'll never go away. It's like the game. I just got you all. I feel like the ones that I can just, that y'all are drumming up in my head are all just like local ones, like local commercials. That's fine. They serve the same purpose. If you can't remember the information, you remember the commercial and what it revolved around. Yes. Name one. Give me it. Knoxville Wholesale Furniture. The furniture you want. Like that? <laughs> that stuff. That's what I remember. If that's all we need, I've got one the for the The furniture you're considering. <laughs> Come to Doc's. Do yourself a flavor. Oh, okay. There we like go. This. this is good. Oh, yeah. We're really just putting together a radio reel right now, y'all. We really are. With a lot of free advertising as well. So. Yeah. I haven't heard one air horn yet, though, so this is not my kind oh, of radio. We can edit them I can in. Fix that. Oh, we'll edit those in. <laughs> y'all, y'all keep talking while I <laughs> let me see how quick he can pull up its sound effect app. It's, we both got one. I just didn't bring my phone in here. It's not. This is not post editing. This is live. <laughs> oh, that's how you can tell the podcast is lit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Only makes sense to use that during our advertising. Hey, segment, you, you're so. in the rolly chair. Will you go to the other end of the room and yell DJ Khaled? <laughs> really? Please don't. <laughs> okay. Good. It's not going to be worth a roll. I was about to do it. Oh man. Well, thanks for getting yeah, bad that... jingles stuck in our head for the rest no, of the No, you invaded time. my brain with that yeah. one. That was strange. Welcome to the wormhole. <laughs> man, I just want to talk about I mean, we're on a nerd podcast. This, so It's in the title. And, you know, it we're celebrating be. this fact that we're nerds, but there are some lamentable things about being a nerd as well. And I just want to hear about y'all's experiences. Like, where? what's the downside of being a nerd? Not being relatable. You've got a core group of people that get what you get. Mm-hmm. And then you can, aside from that, until you're like, I don't know, 14, 15 years old, you think they don't exist. <laughs> yeah, you're the only one. Especially when you grow up in rural Tennessee. Right. Uh, time out real quick. The word rural is probably one of the worst words ever invented in the English language. If it is. Well, for rural like, people, it is. Rural. <laughs> I can't say rural. 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 Uh, rural. Rural. It's the worst. <laughs> Continue. Rural. Rural. <laughs> we live in rural, not urban. 
<clears throat> but no, yeah, you're you're you grow up and you're interested in these things and these fantasy worlds and these, you know, this science fiction and everything else like that. And you've got people all around you that are like really good at baseball. <laughs> Welcome to my life. I played right field. <laughs> When you're young, that means we all know what that yeah, means. Yeah, yeah, we don't have to say it. You, might, you, you know. might have your hand in your cup instead of in your glove. <laughs> Guilty. It hurts. <laughs> Why did they make such large cups? Like I get, I get it. I, okay, I'm not saying that it's like overcompensation for whoever might be whatever size, but I don't know a single person whose groin is as wide as those things. <laughs> Like it would brace my inner thighs to the you know, point. I think you were wearing it upside down. Yeah, yeah. That's I think you had to turn it over. It's no, shut up. Was I wearing the cup the wrong way the whole time? Please be kidding with me. Please sit here and tell me with your honest heart that I did not wear a cup upside down the wrong time. Like the whole time. Wrong. I wore a cup upside down in baseball. Are you serious? Better than me. I wore a bowl. So, (laughs) You know, the first time they said we needed to bring a cup to practice, I brought a a cup. something to drink out of i thought they were meeting for gatorade i was just i didn't give a damn about playing sports i was just there for all sport and superman ice cream (laughs) now now we found out why you're bad at baseball oh hey you know but it's just one of those things but then later on in life you grow up a little bit and well you know not we don't really do yeah that. You age. We, we do yeah we, age. <laughs> you, you, and we you rail ch- against growing up yeah but you and it, you just refine it yeah you're yeah. able to pick and choose who you're around you're not forced into a school to where you have to be involved with everybody <laughs> and we watched Dora the Explorer the other day, and they said, and, and, and what was his name? The, the, the older cousin, uh, Dio, is that his name? Diego? Diego. Yeah, Diego. Yeah, yeah. super fan over here knows exactly yeah. what it is. That's what I'm talking about, brother. He's wearing backpack right now. Oh, <laughs> my. Uh, but, um, anyway, but Diego was talking about high school and uh, talking about talking about it to Dora. He's like, and if I don't talk to you, don't take it personally, because high school is a horrible nightmare. We're all just trying to survive. <laughs> Yup, that was it mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, I don't know about for Dane. Sure. He, well, wore a, he wore a bow tie every for day. Me, it was a, yeah, because somebody told me I wouldn't do it, so I did it for a whole year. <laughs> it's in the yearbook too. That's yeah. epic. Yeah, me and Joe, that's the nerdiest thing I've ever heard. Wore it every single day. <laughs> it Clip-ons. was so stupid. Uh, Clip on bow ties. Nah, and man, you could pull it off. Choker My, necklaces. Oh yeah. Well, oh, no, did you have your beard back then? No. He, oh, no, I will show you a picture of it one no. day. He used to keep it shaved about a finger's distance between his sideburns, so he would have yes. the longest mutton chops possible, yes. so they wouldn't be a beard yes. on purpose. Imagine uh, a high school kid with mutton chops. That oh, me. that's amazing. Yeah, but I've I, always wanted to do. I that I couldn't myself. stop staring at him. I used to have a complex about talking to him, and I would stare into his sideburn <laughs> because it was so off-putting that it's on such a sweet, gentle creature, but it's so ferocious. It was- it's one of those situations where it's like, hey, buddy, eyes are up here. <laughs> you just stared at my chops all day long. Oh, he, he would, and he would call me out on it. He's like, you're staring at my sideburn. I'm like, stop. I did it. My experience in high school was a little bit different because I was the mixture of the sports nerd and the nerd nerd. And so in our little group, we had about four of us to where we're 
pretty nerdy guy, so we had this real tight click. But at the same time, I could still, you know, yeah, you don't have I could talk about anything with anybody, right? Uh, because right. I wasn't. I'm sorry, I got into sports young. <laughs> it was my fault. Uh, but uh, I think the biggest, one of the biggest downsides for me is it's part of that transition from whenever you're young and then you refine that nerdism as you get older. You also have money when you're older and being a nerd is one of the most expensive things I could ever possibly get into. Fishing. Is fishing expensive? Yes. Nice. That's part of me being man-like. Golf. I have no Golf idea. is expensive. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, we know that. know that. Disc golf, however, not as expensive. Not as. And you, you can, can still get... be a hippie. You know, yeah. And you can like have anything. fun. And it's real. I mean, yes. Yeah, real golf. There's no fun involved. So why do you think they call it a stroke? Yeah. Exactly. I, I, the last game that I played was with you, and I dunked that ball from like how like 40 yards out, just like a yeah. stupid chip shot that just dunked right into the hole. And he walked I, to the car, and we left. I never played another game of golf. I wouldn't either. I peaked. You ended on top. I peaked. peaked. Uh, but yeah, uh, collecting things. Like mm-hmm. there's, there's a, a part of my brain that's just connected to all these nerd things like Funko Pops for instance like yeah. for existence said so for existence take it back <laughs> for example the Funko Pops they're they make them knowing knowing that the nerds <laughs> out there cannot stand buying one of something it's like okay here's one character from the show that I absolutely loved okay I'm buying this little figurine just to you know show that my little trophy of yeah i'm into that then they make all the side characters and all the the different chase you gotta have the crew they can't just be by themselves see that's the thing like you can't squad for us we can't where are you richard we can't just have one like i've got to have them all and there's just uh, being a nerd just there's so much compulsion in pulling the trigger on having some kind of merchandise and everyone that makes that merchandise knows exactly how our spending habits are seeing you buy pops is the reason that i'd never got into buying pops <laughs> it really is the he's only like, oh ones, no he's going back to the, the only store. ones he has are the ones i've bought for him and so i love them. Keep them i love them dearly they're my favorite ones <laughs> here's the thing if i start where does it end it doesn't it because doesn't but i mean if you backtrack into the ones that i really like too like the original shazam figure uh, it was captain marvel i think at that point, or was it Shazam? Mm, I think that was that might have been before the rebrand. It might be Captain Marvel. So, I, I don't meme her. And that thing's worth thousands of dollars. No, it's not. Thousands of dollars. That's no, how they get you. It's not is worth it thing, thousands. Give us all your me, money that you've no, made over the past me, several years. It is numbers. worth thousands of dollars. And then in the end, it'll actually pay off for you. He's going to Google search it. He's going to find out it's actually like six hundred dollars. No, it's not even that. How much are Beanie Babies? Two hundred and fifty-six dollars. Y'all remember the Beanie Babies craze? Oh, absolutely. I had a lot of Beanie Babies. Yeah. Well, and they had names <laughs> in their ear. They got people, the, the market for that. And that's that's a whole other conversation, yeah, too, yeah. about uh, resellers of things as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, parents thought that Beanie Babies were going to pave our future college fund. Like, that's how much people were selling these things for. Mm. And then it turns out they're not worth anything. They're, anything. they're worth nothing. And you should they, have turned it into a hacky sack. At least that's fun. Yeah, you had to kick them I around. I had so many. Well, those are kind of what started my 
they didn't start my action figure craze, but my just laying in bed and fighting my beanie babies against each other. <laughs> this was around when the Matrix came out. So it was like 1998 and McDonald's would have the, the beanie babies whenever they came out. And I would just lay in bed at night and listen to 98 Degrees and sit there. For, or the Space Jam soundtrack, which I now have on vinyl. Oh my God, it's phenomenal. So it is so good. Come I used to have a cassette of it. To the gym. But... Uh, Shoot, where was I going? I don't where remember. Was that? Where did I go with that? You we went down a rabbit somewhere. hole and I, I got your pops. I'm pulling you back. Well, the point I was, the, you kind of made the point for me, but I'll just elaborate a little bit. Like, the, we can't help it. We can't help that we're nerds. This is not a choice. <laughs> no. And col- I think collecting things and having something that you cling on to like that starts even before you realize that you're into this kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, well what would you define as a nerd? Because you, like you said earlier, a lot of people just think, oh, comic books and those, things like that. But you meant, you made a good point that think, they're sports nerds. There's people who just nerd out on them. I, I think that nerds in general, and I've never heard it described this way because I just came up with it right now. I think we're collectors. I think that's we are. Ne- yeah, that's never been See, said. I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no, I think I'm we're collectors. Really collectors of anything knowledge. knowledge yeah well knowledge like you can collect knowledge on something enough to where that's the same idea mm-hmm. as you going out and spending money because you're never going to get that time back sure yeah we we being a nerd over something to me is just obsessing over the details mm-hmm. of anything anything at all you can be a like obsessed with makeup or something like that and it be you know all these brands and all these different types and everything the makeup of it and what the companies stand for and like that's that's pretty freaking nerdy is being able to name all this information. Yeah, so somebody that's passionate is what it, I would yeah, say. It, it's pa- passionate about passionate something. and willing to put in the, the time to dive deeper than just what it is on the surface. Mm-hmm. Like you can like a TV show or you can be a nerd about it yeah. and have like t-shirts and, and no... as soon as the show ends you jump straight onto the message boards and start chatting <laughs> yeah. your life away. We did that on Smallville. Yeah. I did oh, it on Lost. Yeah. I was, I was a huge lost nerd. I was all over Smallville's like theory forum. Yeah, it was it was stupid. I'm stupid. I'm so <laughs> stupid. Like I'm, it's regrettably awkward, kind of stupid. But, but we're kind of it's, touching on the topic. It's like, how, what's the bad part of being a nerd? It, it, well, a majority of it. <laughs> nerd, nerd, uh, nerdism in hindsight. That now I think that's the one thing that hasn't that that makes nerding really difficult is because hindsight in nerd life is hurtful yeah because you're thinking to yourself how awesome this is and this is really cool and i'm never going to get over this and i'm, I'm i don't want to know everything about this that i can and then you're like 10 years down the road and you're like huh i did that didn't i well i got better put those in another box <laughs> yeah never get rid of them tell me tell me where the cardboard box of all my other boxed up things are i, I think there's a lot more nostalgia involved for nerds too mm-hmm. because my and, and it's all TV's fault for us. I mean, pushing these toy commercials that cartoons were being made to sell toys. Sure, yeah. Like it's in that uh, Netflix series, The Toys That Made Us or whatever. There's a lot yeah. about that of like Transformers and Ninja Turtles Star and Wars. everything. Star Wars. Star Wars did a big thing, and that was those. the stroke of genius of yeah. of George to keep those rights. Oh yeah, and it's I think with toys is when our obsession with collecting things in our nerdism happened. It's, it's, and also, I don't, know, I don't know why, but the, the thought popped in my head, so I'm going to say it. Uh, childhood obesity, the numbers went insanely high the same, like, the same couple years or the same year as Happy Meals started putting toys like in the Happy Meal. 
So like all this fast food consumption like went skyrocketed because now there's toys. Now there's something that the parent can give the kid to have them shut up <laughs> on the way, you know, to the grocery store and back home. And, but then that in turn turned into kids going like, like freaking out over having to go to McDonald's and get a toy. Like instead of I wish McDonald's. we could have been aware of how much those toys would be worth if they were still inside of that little plastic bubble. Nothing. They're worthless. They have not, a collector's no, value. Yeah, but not not enough to be worth it. I'm pretty sure. Because I see them all the time, like God. in used comic shops, like you'll see like still in the original McDonald's like packaging and stuff yeah. like that. And how much are they selling them for? $1.99. Cool. We got them for free. No. Oh. Eat That's my a- entire. <laughs> it's a 200% return on investment. I, I like that a lot. See, listen uh, to this nerd. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. My collecting started with marble eggs. He did. He uh, he had a marble egg collection as a kid because my mother used to drag me to all these different yard sales and auctions and flea markets galore, and I just didn't get it. But you know what was really cool? I could always find a marble egg, and I collected them. I probably had thirty or forty of these things, and they were all different ones. And I could tell you what the patterns were and the designs and everything else. And he was a very strange child. Gosh, you are a nerd. <laughs> it was, and that's where it all started. That and infomercials telling me about the miracle blade knife. <laughs> what can it cut? Let's cut through a steel toe boot. <gasps> oh. <laughs> you never had one. Grim but... fresh. <laughs> What's it going to cut through next? The whole thing of frozen peas. <laughs> uh, what, what, what's your downside? Like what's your, big, Oh, I don't know. Your, I don't know if like, I can top y'all. Uh, I don't know. I mean, saying, yeah, you're like, I don't know, guys. I'm not well, as miserable as you idiots are. I think you you said it right off the bat. You said um, relatable. You know, it's like 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 I said, we can't help this. We can't help that I'm passionate about these fictional histories, and then I know more about fake history than I do real history. But uh, you know, I, I just remember this moment. Uh, I used to go to my grandmother's for Christmas Eve, and it was right around the time I wanted to read Lord of the Rings. And I got Lord of the Rings at my grandma's house. I'd ask my parents for it. And so I was thinking, you know, I'll open it on Christmas morning at home. And nobody will know that I have this book and that I want to read it. Because in my 12-year-old mind, this was something to not just be proud of in some weird way. But I think it's just because of my environment. And, you know, like, I, I opened it up at my grandma's house. And she's like, what's that? You know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, you know. It's the Koran, Granny. It's the Koran. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that'll put her in. Hail Satan. It's like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Well, what's that? What's it about? You know, is that like Dean Koontz where everybody dies at the end?" And like, and I'm just like, "No, Mama, it's not. It's, it's you know, Dark Lord Sauron and hobbits and like, there's and just, just like, like there's a did. whole huge section of the population that are just not gonna get it." And she looks directly into the windows of your soul and she says, "What is hobbits, precious?" <laughs> Oh, let's not make that comparison. Like, this, oh, no. This, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh no. What just happened? But no, and, and you, we actually touched on it earlier because I was also going to try to introduce, like, what are some of your pa- things you're passionate about that aren't considered nerdy? You already made the example that sports can be really nerdy, too. Mm-hmm. But just nobody considers it as nerdy, which is funny. And we should, you know. Well, nerds become almost like an endearing thing now. It like, has. It's, it's much but, cooler. And, which much, is also why I wanted to talk about this. Celebrities are playing D&D 
and having it brought like broadcast. There's That's... professional D and D players now. Oh yeah, professional. Professional that. <laughs> Remember how we said we don't want to grow up? <laughs> this is why, because farts still make us laugh. I think that's a gift from God. But the devil's in here too. <laughs> it's at the tail end though. You yeah. can smell the sulfur. <laughs> Jesus, man. Come on. <laughs> Your other ones were funny. <laughs> Oh, cool. You do a podcast. What's it about? <laughs> Nerd well, stuff and farts, man. <laughs> Jesus. Can we, can we pause for a second? Nope. Oh. This is a group effort. And wow. You've taken us all down with you. Rooster, be glad you set this one out, man. Oh, I hate you so much. My eyes are burning. <laughs> oh, man. Doesn't mean somebody's talking about Ner- you. What about relationships? Has any, any your nerdness affected any of your relationships? They, if it's not shared, I can't. I could say it's just not going to work. If you have to have like a warning talk with like a girl you've been seeing for a while and be like, so listen, honey, I'm, (sighs) I'm, I'm a nerd. I have such a bad problem with filters that I don't even have a Snapchat. Like it's, I can't filter me that well. God, what a stupid freaking (laughs) joke. That was so dumb. Oh, that was dumb. Okay, I don't care what the audio sounds like. I'm fanning this room. Jeez. I don't have a filter. That's all I wanted to say. Oh, God, you need one. It's not, yeah. It, On the other they, end. Because, like Will Smith said, parents just don't understand. People that aren't nerds about, well, at least the things, or at least close to the realm of the nerdiness that you are, they're just not going to get it. Like, you yeah. spent money on this these are these are picture books these are these are picture books with bad writing that you know exactly what's going to end up happening at the end of it it's like yeah but i but i like them (laughs) but that's not enough but they watch me eat it's these it's these little all of this stuff that i collect it's a little spark of joy whenever i you know like looking around this room i have wasted a lot of money but but have you i enjoy yeah exactly i I, I love looking at them. I don't keep things in the package. I'm not going to sell them later on. I just, these small pieces of plastic, they bring me joy. And I think, oh, well. So you're saying, yeah, yes, too. it has affected <laughs> oh, some abso- relationships. Absolutely. We've got yeah. the perfect nerded through the grapevine endorsement now because of those small pieces of plastic that bring well, you joy. Yeah. But like, if you. What's the buzz? <laughs> Like if you go to my room, like uh, Carly and I have two bookshelves, like one on each side of the bed of the room, and mine is covered in like the light side Star Wars characters and all this stuff like that, and <laughs> and because I love those things and Superman, and then on her side it's all the villains, dark, yes, yeah. it's all because she is like pure just dark side. It's Darth Maul, it's Jar Jar Binks. That's the worst villain <laughs> of all. Great, that's great. But and and it's just like. That's a that's a core part of the relationship because you you just you need to someone to share that with or at least someone that's going to be interested enough for them to either 
they may get into it, they may not, but at least they'll understand. Because, they can see the value in it. Right, because yeah. they understand the difference between, okay, I'm super nerdy and, and passionate and insane about this stuff, and you're that way about this stuff. So at least they can make mm-hmm. that connection of the reasoning behind it. But someone that just doesn't they even consider themselves a nerd about anything, like it's really hard for them to understand. But they're just lying to themselves. I love that. Yeah, why I love this cartoon so much. Or <laughs> you can be in the situation like I'm in with somebody who's not a big nerd, but is open-minded and accepting of the idea, and she's joined you in it. Right. Oh, yeah. And I kind of find myself in a very similar setup. Yeah. Do it. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> I just trying can to, feel you're nutty. Just trying to get them into this circle of, no, it's safe yeah. here. Well, and, I just think you can, if you explain it in such a way, people can start to see that there is actually value in, in it. I mean, because like, fantasy is literally the foundation of Western literature. I mean, mm-hmm. as far back as you go, people have been telling each other stories. Yeah. And that's how we learn about ourselves. And so once I figured that out, I was like, you know what? I'm not embarrassed yeah. about reading Lord of the Rings no. anymore. No. At all. People Absolutely used to not. sit around campfires telling tales yeah. of superheroes. They were called gods. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they worshipped. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so basically we kind of do the same thing. Yeah, we, we yeah. really do. Yeah. 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 But I just I think that a lot of people don't understand that. And man, it's 2020, man. Give nerds a chance. Yeah. Give- <laughs> I'm just kidding, yeah. you know. Take one step into Hot Topic. Yeah. You know my world. <laughs> uh, no, you don't really have to do that. Don't. Mm-mm. Don't do that. There are things in there I like. It's gotten a lot less gothy over the years, too. because yeah. they, You know, that's, that's also a little bit of a downfall to it. Because, you know, I never bought anything in Hot Topic whenever it was super gothy. But I liked looking at it. Because I would think about it. Like, what would I look like with these 72-pound cargo pants on that have chains hanging from them and bottoms that seem to parachute even though there's no air? You mean these? Oh, my God. <laughs> he's got them. Chains uh, everywhere. Well, and Hot Topic brings me to a strange thought, but whenever you go to, like, a... what is Is that a straight-up Hot Topic shirt? Prob- I mean, probably. They yeah, used to a- sell more like <laughs> hardcore metal stuff, but now they've they totally they went out. mainstream, man. Yeah, they, totally they got Green Day in there now. No, they sell things like asking Alexandria. And just, <laughs> they just sell out metal bands, bro. Uh, Day to remember. <laughs> Jesus. Pl- places of meeting and and having a sense of kinship with a large group of people. Like if you go to a comic convention or even a comic book store. You're just surrounded by all these people that you have this weight lifted off your shoulders of. Okay, there's zero judging going on here. Like, well, like these people are way nerdier than even I am. Exactly, but then this is great. Then there's this this also this like competition factor for nerds too. It's like there are some things that you've got to know more than the next guy. Or if and for me, I'll go into a comic book shop like, and if it's like a lot of people in there, I've got this insecurity of. I don't really know enough to be a part of this like elite group of people that are just, they have all this knowledge and information about all these nerdy things. And I feel, and it's such See, a That's how I feel in the real back. world. Like I said, yeah. like when people are talking about real history, I'm like, yeah. I have to compare it to fake history <laughs> uh, where other people have to compare like fake history to like, Oh, well that's kind of like that thing that happened in real life. Not for me. Yeah. I got, it's like, Oh, that. that's like the doom of Valyria. <laughs> that's gonna. It's kind of like the thing that I'm gonna be answering everything with, you know, from from now until I get over it. But you know. well, in this timeline, right? No, no I, I'm starting to believe. I think y'all are bringing me around to the to the idea that we actually are in another timeline. No, I don't see why not. Yeah, why not? I mean, there's no nothing stopping me from believing it. Donald Trump's <laughs> president. You know, I, I think you're right. Welcome I think you might be right. to my life. All right, for uh, Richard's segment would be now, so we're yeah. just gonna we're gonna do a quick one, awesome. and I'm just gonna Google um, 
why does I don't know probably some like Darth Maul why does Darth Maul why does Darth Maul have horns no even better why does Darth Maul look like the devil <laughs> yes <laughs> this is what that's I, better I want it's this a, to be I want this to be everything right now that's, so Richard asks why does Darth Maul look like the devil I don't know. Is it Rich. because Qui Gon looked like Jesus? <laughs> oh, oh no! no. <laughs> oh, no. Are you an angel? No, he's it's all him. there. Yeah. All the. Oh my gosh! I know. This is this is incredible. Just just the idea of my favorite of the Jedi being Jesus. Well, think of it. In the deleted scene, he's the one that figures out how to become immortal in the Force. Yes. Mm. Well, in the Clone Wars, I guess. So he is the pathway to immortality. (gasps) Life after death. He is Jesus. Star Wars is the Bible. Guys, Jesus had a green lightsaber. Confirmed. 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 What color? That is a Facebook. That is a a Facebook quiz if I ever heard one. What color is Jesus' lightsaber? Click here to find out yours. Jesus' was green. Yeah, super clickbait. ChristianSingles.com. <laughs> what color was Jesus's lightsaber? <laughs> Christians, ChristianMingle.com. Is that actually canon, though? That his lightsaber was green? Yeah. yeah. Jesus's? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The cool. devil's is red, know. and he has yeah. two of them. Does that mean... Twice foretold. Does that mean that Santa is a Sith? Well, he has to be. Because, I mean, he's like Satan... Because obviously yeah. Christmas is about Jesus. And I said, well, I don't know. See, there there can only be two Sith. So for Satan, he's got a lot of elves, and like he doesn't really have another number two. Well, unless Rudolph is the second Sith, and everybody else. What about old Mrs. Claus? Don't forget about old Mrs. Claus. I don't Claus. think she knows. She I might think not. I think this is a Palpatine situation to where he's got everybody fooled. I think she has no idea. And I think maybe he is Sith because I think I think Rudolph would be his number two. That's his Anakin. Yeah. And oh my gosh, who's the who's the girl reindeer that thinks he's cute? That's Padme. Now go back and watch. Uh, what's where's the one where Tim Burton turns into Santa? <laughs> Boy, and he's what? like turning into a he's turning into Darth Vader. It's like subliminally messaging. Nothing. I have no Never idea mind. what you're talking about. I don't either. No, I, need, I, don't no, either. I have no clue. <laughs> well, we're talking about how Santa. <laughs> oh, I know. What I know what we're talking about. It's like has an Anakin that he raises to be the Sith, his replacement almost. Yes. And now that just, if nothing. Are you nothing. talking about Tim Allen being? Yes. <laughs> did you, you just say Tim Burton? Burton? <laughs> I did say Tim Burton. Hold, hold, hold it. Hold it, hon. <laughs> I've been getting into some. <laughs> oh, Tim Burton. <laughs> My bad. Tim Burton. I'm telling you something right now. Tim Burton's Santa Claus would have been a ring damn dinger. <laughs> the night before home improvement. Oh. <laughs> Wow, I'm glad we got that on on Ugh. recorded. I'm glad we got that recorded. Tim Burton was Santa oh, Claus. Oh, that's so good. Where did we go? How, how did we know. get here? I was fine until you pulled me in. <laughs> you were standing in the quicksand, and you just thought it made your feet sound like farts. And you said, you would like this. And he pulled me in. Now we were sinking together. <sighs> Gee, I don't know how we got here. Oh, that's good. Santa is a Sith, though, confirmed yeah, also. Yeah, that's what we have... That's what we figured out. Oh, it's out. because we were trying to Who figure... Else? So, okay. So the Easter Bunny, <laughs> definitely Jedi. 
I would imagine so. Oh, you think about the Guardians, though, because the Guardians had Santa as good. The Rise of the Guardians. You probably never saw that movie. It's a real. It's I think a, I did see that one. And no, Jack Frost is in it, and then they had this guy that's like, he's a nightmare, and never mind. Are you talking about Robert Frost again? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the movie <laughs> with Michael Keaton. <laughs> talking about the movie with uh, Michael Keaton in it, where he dies and Batman. becomes a snowman. Yeah, that's the Jack. <laughs> that's Jack. He and he plays harmonica with no lips because he's a snowman, but he's magic. <laughs> You know, the thing is, I don't question the snowman coming to life. It's kind of, it's, it's, you know, you know, Frosty <laughs> the Snowman. I've heard, I've heard this forever. Did I ever t- have somebody tell me that Frosty <laughs> the Snowman could play harmonica, but he doesn't have lips? I don't care. Does he have a tongue? <laughs> oh, I, you know, you know he got a tongue. He was, he was going after the mom the whole time. He had to have some kind of game plan. <laughs> Not just a repositionable yeah. nose. Yeah. <laughs> Hold on a second, baby. <laughs> All right, so we found out that Rooster's topic was a real, uh, real rabbit hole. There. I liked that topic. I wish that was mine. Thank, thank you, Rooster. You you did so well. Awesome. Um, I, I'm going to talk about mine now. Okay, good. Uh, what all do you know about Robert Norman Ross? I know nothing. Oh, you may know him as Bob. Oh, Bob Ross. Okay. Bob yeah, Ross, yeah. baby. There we go. He was, yeah, he was a painter on TV, and I used to watch him on Laserdisc. And uh, back in middle school, yeah, middle school. We do you had, remember Laserdisc? You know what he's did, talking about? I mean, the, the giant oh, thin oh CD. It, it was like a like a like a vinyl record, and but, then they put it inside of this player, and they scanned a barcode. To do some kind of program in that machine. I've never Crazy. seen this. Well, no. They wheeled it out on the cart. You know the one with the TV on it? Mm-hmm. Whenever you're back in school? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, used to watch him in class all the time. But uh, his popularity has... like it. I hate that he pretty much turned into a meme. Like everything does. Any, like everything does know, anymore. Nothing is safe from yeah. memeage. And it's almost this like... It hurts a little bit because they're so so much I, I can't even think of the words i'm just so angry i'm so furious <laughs> well it's like you can't even it's like people don't even think you're funny unless you got a good meme like template I, I don't, there are some people that live on the internet just to solely put memes into the world people yeah. that speak in meme make me vomit in my mouth don't do it i didn't even know you could speak in meme oh well, tell me just, what you mean it, basic oh, god that's one what do you mean just quoting memes and speaking to one another. Like Pepperidge Farm remembers, you know, that one with Kermit. When he's, now we're talking about them. I don't want anything to do with them right okay, now. Okay, okay, yeah, but that's okay. none of my business. I'm talking about Bob Ross. Yes. Anyway, The Joy of Painting was his TV show on PBS. Uh, I feel like everyone I'm talking to right now in the room and out in the world knows exactly who he is, but I still want to talk about him. And... He, uh, from 83 to 94, 1983 to 1994, he was on the joy of painting. And uh, even whenever he was growing up, he would care for injured animals. And on the show, he would sometimes bring a pea pod, his, his little squirrel, and squirrel. Other, other squirrels. Like he's sitting there feeding them like this <laughs> syringe. It's like, okay, here's a painting show where a man revives squirrels. <laughs> like, I'm digging it. Uh, he was one of the originators at not intentionally, but of ASMR, the 
mm-hmm. the whisper. Yeah. Frick. I didn't write down what it what it stands for. But it's anyway where soft noises like have this you have this automatic response to it that's pleasurable. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be sexual, but uh I mean in Bob's case we know it was. <laughs> but uh, he uh he was actually in the Air Force and he got to where he was a uh, master sergeant and so he's ordering a lot of people around yelling at them all the time and just being super negative making him do all these things they don't want to do and whenever he retired from the military he decided he was no longer going to yell at anyone again he was like i I was sick of it he was done with it so that's why his voice is just so soft and pleasing and that wasn't just for show on there either that's like that's who he was outside like per his very small circle of trusted people he was a super private guy in like his regular life um I mean, he was already on TV. Everyone sees him all the time. So, but he had almost like for his personal collection and for the show, he had over an estimated amount of like 30,000 paintings. Jeez. Between, and only a thousand of those were done on the show. So, this man painted a lot. And he used to do it like during like his like break times whenever he was in the military to make side money. So, he would learn, he learned how to do them super quickly. Like and for he was in Alaska for a while, so a lot of his landscapes are from his memories of seeing those like huge mountain ranges and just beautiful oh, scenery. God, don't even get me started what he does with that putty knife. A putty the man uses a putty knife and makes a mountain range at like he could put a straw into his butthole <laughs> with some Van Dyke brown and some yellow ochre. Oh, I knew you were gonna f- use the ochre. And fart it onto a canvas and you would have just a beautiful cabin with a mountain range <laughs> and some beautiful cloudy skies. He makes it look point. that easy. He's he's such a talented painter that while you're watching him, he makes you believe that you can too. Thank God it isn't sports because really we would did. have injuries. And my mom actually painted one of his like little instructional things and it's really good. And she like never mind. Did she did she use the same paints like the Yeah, yeah. Like she got into oil painting for a while and like used some of his instructional stuff and got yeah. pretty good for a while. That's really cool. Yeah, I, I've that's always wanted like, to sit down and do it with him. Yeah. But like his and he started his like his name brand painting supplies and things like that. That's that's where all of his money came from, was that and like books and things like that. Like he did not make money off of his paintings for from the show. So all thousand, like it's it's been like looked at by some people that were doing like a documentary over him and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they said all of his original paintings are with his original business partner um, that started his painting business with him. So all of the ones from PBS, those thousand paintings or whatever that are in like PBS stations uh, with that business partner and in the Smithsonian as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. Like that he wasn't like, a legend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean his, his, his art brand was like a million, like millions of dollars, like not a, maybe like five to 15, something like that million dollar business. But he could have sold those paintings for an insane amount of money. But he like decided not to do that because that's not why he painted. He's a true G. That's not why he painted. Uh, he has a fro because it actually got too expensive for him to cut his hair whenever he started that business. Like they were like hurting so much from, with money that like he was like, <laughs> well, haircut. Haircut, he's like haircuts are they're expensive, so I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and he hated the haircut, but it became part of the brand. Already. Yeah, like it was too late, so it was like, well, he can't. He was blessed with some naturally puffed up hair, so good on him. I think in the alternate timeline, he didn't have the fro, and he didn't become a legend. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, it's the key. He was clean-shaven and bald the whole time. Do you know his, and his paintings weren't that good. 
In the alternate time. In the alternate right? time. Okay. Ooh, gotta, yeah, he had to two, clarify He that. had two seasons and he just yelled the whole time. <laughs> just a bald guy throwing paint at a board, just yelling at it. You Put the sun here! Put the sun here! He this just, bush is so mad right now! This bush is pissed! <laughs> You put your you put your pen down in the wrong spot. You got your paintbrush in the wrong area. Throw the whole thing away. Start again. This is all just a big mistake. <laughs> okay, now I want to watch this. I think I have the opposite of whatever ASMR is. <laughs> I love the alternate timeline. Uh, <laughs> did you know that his this is our timeline? Uh, his he's missing part of his left index finger because what? yeah, his dad was a carpenter, so he. Uh, he did some carpentry with him and ended up cutting off part of his left index finger. But his, uh, the palette that he uses for the paint, it's like, it's, I think it's designed in a way to where it doesn't like make it to where you can't hold it very well. Yeah. And they also sanded down his palette. Um, so that way the glare wouldn't be as bad from the camera lights, which is also pretty cool. Wikipedia is awesome. <laughs> uh, did you know that he actually did three versions of every painting for the show? What? Yeah. Yeah. Father, son, Holy ghost. <laughs> I was getting the same feeling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Just as he intended no, it. There, so he did one before the uh, the recorded one. So that was kind of his reference piece. And then the one he did live, he was able to make some tweaks to that any way yeah. he wanted to. And then afterwards, he did uh, a more detailed version of it. So, uh, so that way it could be like for putting in books and things like that to where there's a lot more detail. Well, and he couldn't let anyone out there get better than him. No. Well, so he's got to save all his real that's secrets. The thing. He, uh, he the, wanted you to be. Like he the, told you you could be. Yeah. The one that taught him how to paint like the wet on wet technique to where you don't have to wait forever for it to dry. Mm. I see so many eyebrows and hands. <laughs> Please don't look at me like that when I say that. Uh, Moving on. What was I talking about? You're talking about that wet on wet technique. I know I'm talking about that wet on wet technique. Yes, thank you. Actually, that did help. Don't make noises. Please. Please don't make noises. Please. Stirring macaroni in a pot. <laughs> the, the, his master that taught him how to paint like that actually ended up being they ended up not being very good friends at all because he was pissed that Bob thought he was better at it than him. Because <laughs> he's like, Bob had enough confidence to go on a TV show and do it for people everywhere. So the one that taught him how to paint like that ended up not liking him very much at all. Like, what a, how could you what not like He has yeah. to be the only person on this planet to not like the man. Well, it has to be it's just <laughs> probably a bad teacher. You oh, want yeah. your students to... He's not a very good parent, I'll tell you that right now. Because <laughs> if there's a parent who's not taking credit for their child's, you know, achievements... No. Every time it happens. Oh, man, I did. we just knew growing up he's going to be good at sports. So we just kept him in that baseball. And he just, you know, he it's because of us. He's there every day making sure he practiced. So he knows that he, 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 he's got our backs when we need him. <laughs> and scene. That was good. That was good. Thanks. This is just your audition tape for everything. I love it. Nah. When you're a star, remember us. I'm already a star. We're all, we're all star. Did you guys say that at the same time? Because I joined in on the last, on the tail end of it to try to make it sound like we all thought of it at the same time. That's you a know, Moby yeah. song. We all say, okay. I don't know things. Now to the sad part of Bob Ross's Oh, no. Life. The end. Oh, no. He, <laughs> he died at 52. That's He's young. Uh, in 95. Yeah, he could well, paint so much more. Uh, he had lymphoma, so that's when uh, your lymph nodes get a tumor, and that completely wrecks 
uh, pretty much everything. Uh, the general public had no idea that he had lymphoma. So when he died, it was just like, out of nowhere, seemingly. Yeah. But his like, his closest like closest family and friends knew like that, yeah. that was going on. He didn't want anybody to know that because he wants his the entire, press to be calling yeah. their house and his yeah. entire thing is joy. He wants everyone to have joy. But well, he did he did a pretty good job. My, my thing is like the post mortem the post mortem mortem popularity of him and the merchandising that happened because I don't know. Oh man. Yeah. They probably did that against his like wishes. Yeah. Well the, the family and his original business partner still own the Bob Ross like brand and name, but you know, all that crap that's out there with his image on it, with all the pot, like even like happy little trees with a smoking pot and stuff like that. Like (laughs) it's knockoff merchandise, but it's being sold in brand name stores. And I've got a Bob Ross t-shirt. I bought at Walmart. Yeah, and I don't know. It's Bob Ross, and in the background, it's got his, looks like his canvas, and it's the entire solar system. And that is cool. But I feel there's some, it's a perversive kind of thing for me with taking someone that was just so pure in what he was doing. And yeah, he was selling his own merchandise, which was the, the paint supplies and books and things like that. But that was all art focused. Yeah. And this is more of a, a it's a meme economy out there. Uh and I think the memeage of his existence and and profiting from that just makes me it makes me a little sick to my stomach just because of how pure he seemingly was. Mm-hmm. Uh and I don't know. I I understand what you're saying. And it makes sense too. <clears throat> just thinking about uh watching the show and him describing his paints and stuff like that, because he did tell you the colors and everything else like that and what you need and he's how he's combining this and that and whatnot. But also him mentioning how his paints aren't like the other paints. Mm-hmm. They're much thicker. They're much... They're, and this paint combined with this paint, it's going to stick a lot better. And, you know, it's just one of those things. Like, it's, it's good product placement. Oh, yeah. And if you make a good product and <laughs> you're showing us how well you can use it, I mean, that's just, that's good marketing. They're the ultimate infomercials for his painting supplies. I, I, I will but it, sit but and watch them endlessly. There's still pure intention there, though, because of how much he loved. For someone to paint 30,000 paintings, they have to love doing that. And selling the supplies. Yeah, selling, watching him as therapy. Right. But for him to sell supplies of his own branding, but to make something that makes him that happy... And brings him that much joy. Uh, it, it, there, it doesn't seem nefarious to me. Like it, it's a very, yeah. it's making money off something that does bring him genuine joy that he actually wants other people to have too. Mm-hmm. And just to see him ripping a duper on a t-shirt and hot topic. Uh, yeah. It well, sucks. I mean, maybe to use his likeness in their brand like that. Maybe they have to, you know, give the family or the estate a certain amount of money. They might. And yeah, and I don't know, like my research of that didn't I didn't get into yeah. it, but I just but the feeling real, of it. Don't. This, yeah. <laughs> it's all to me it's it's all or they've probably just off. sued their estate. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but I could imagine does. somebody who's popular based off of a show that he did for PBS would have a ginormous estate estate to go after in the first place. Yeah. So that's that's a scary <clears throat> thought because even though they would have nothing, it wouldn't stop somebody from going after them. Which mean you have uh, Mr. Rogers too. That was they were in a similar vein with each other mm-hmm. of being just nice, calm people that address the audience as a. It's it seems like they're speaking to you, like not a. It's not a massive audience. It's just Bob and you are talking and to each other. Whoever's watching, y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he. 
He's he is pure joy to and, you at home. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't matter who you were. He wanted you to paint that happy little whatever he's painting. Yeah, because it brings you joy. And yeah, he, he likes it. It healed him, and he wants it to maybe it'll heal you too. His genuine laugh of when he beats the devil out of it, whenever he takes his paintbrush and after he's dipped it in the paint thinner, and he just flaps it on the side of the thing and he giggles every time and it's just this like childlike like <laughs> every single time he does it and he knows when he says that it's just it's funny and he's he's like joking with himself about it and his son is actually a uh he's a great painter too he's a, a licensed bob ross uh like lessons person like yeah. one of the only ones but uh he was on some episodes of the show too uh and he's phenomenal at it so um, if you're if you're feeling down Watch some Bob Ross and just chill. You don't, you don't even have to lie to you that duber. Kids out there, you don't have to smoke Satan's cabbage to enjoy your time sitting on the couch. You're right. I know I'm right. That's why I said it. You're so right. You don't need to. I wonder if next week Rooster's going to be here. I oh, miss him. Yeah. Feels like there's just this big gap because there's literally a big gap. Yeah. <laughs> right across the table. We're not used I even to got, seeing wall. I haven't got colored microphone. Uh, what yeah. are these foamies? Is that what they call them? Microphone filters. Pop filters. Pop filters. I think it filtered my pop. Pop. I got different colors to for each of us specifically, and you two are sitting at two that I didn't intend for you to sit at because roosters. Yeah. We changed green. our seating arrangement. And roosters blue. Yeah, you, you remind me of the the blossoming of spring. Oof. So yours is green. Great. And yours is red because Shazam reasons, and his is blue because he makes me blue when he doesn't come and be on the podcast. How dare you, Rooster? He hurt me. He hurt us all. But next time, we'll see if he hurts us again. Um, I hope he doesn't even listen to this. Yeah. He probably won't. He, doesn't. he hates this. I hate this. No, I don't. Go to our website <laughs> <laughs> at nerditthroughthegrapevine.com. No, no, that's not it. You that's not up. even her website. It's it's bestfriendstinyink.com. Bestfriendstinyink.com. It's not the other one. We don't have that. That we doesn't could. exist. I could buy it right now. Don't go to that one. Don't go to that no, one. No. Oh, no, 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 no. Ooh, if that's you, dark If web. you do and you get there, tell me how you got there. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're on Twitter at Nerd Grapevine. I'm trying to remember these things. There's just so many things that we're on now. We're just blowing up, man. We're just blowing up so much. And you've probably heard this on Spotify, so that's cool. Uh, one of these weeks, I'm going to put all these on YouTube. I just haven't yet because that's a lot of work. Um, but anyway, uh, I do want to close this out with um, with a, a saying that my great-great-grandfather used to say. When life gives you grapes. You milk them. <laughs> 